Hey everyone, it's Friday, August 10th, 2018, and you're listening to the Conversations Reheated podcast with Ringo, Paul, and John. Wow, okay. Yeah, there's a fourth one, and I then. can't really remember his name. Um, um, George, oh, George Nailsy. Yeah. Which one am I? Uh, we never really, s- well, well uh, who do you want to be? Um, who do you associate with? Who do you, who do you really resonate with? Uh, I'll go with Ringo. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with Paul. So well, you're dead. Uh, well, I was going to say John by default anyway, because okay. he was like the coolest one. Really, um, I don't know, he was kind of the emo one. Yeah, which I kind of relate to Retrospectively, bit, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. I, he probably wore Yoko Ono's jeans as well. <laughs> so I had a few boyfriends back in the day who um, who used to wear my jeans. So. And use your hair extensions, I believe. No, that never no? happened. You used theirs. No, oh. I've never so. had a boyfriend who had hair extensions. That you knew of. that far. No, I think I would have known about this. No. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure none of them wore hair extensions, but there was some definite gene swapping yeah. going on there. Okay. So yeah, you know, no, no, um, no, no judgments. It was mm. great for me, you know, whole new wardrobe full of skinny jeans yeah. that I could borrow at any point. It was like having a sister, but it was a guy, and I was going out with him. It's brilliant. Perfect. Oh, but I had a sister, and she never let me borrow any of her clothes. Really? So, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. I thought that was like the golden rule of yeah. having a sister. That's no. kind of the point. Yeah. Obviously, she was allowed to borrow anything of mine that she wanted. But Naturally. Naturally. If I touched her stuff, <laughs> wow. She let me borrow all her stuff all the time. I was always borrowing people's sisters' clothes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know what to make of that. No, I don't know. Really, could go either way, couldn't it? Yeah. Could be a friendly yeah. little thing or something really creepy. Yeah, something, something super sinister yeah, about super. that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Absolutely. I think borrowing clothes in general, once you reach a certain age, kind of gets a little bit. No, I don't really? think it does. Well, me and you'd my borrow, friends don't. You'd borrow, borrow someone's clothes, clothes right now. No, no I'm they're not. Exactly, because it's weird. Me and my friends don't borrow clothes, but what we do is we have um, we we swap clothes. Right. So one of us will have a clear out. Yeah. There'll be bin bags from clothes, and then we pass them around to the other three okay. and be like, "Help yourselves." It's a really good idea. Okay, I get, we get like recycling. Whole new, yeah, that is a really good idea. I'm, I'm we get whole new wardrobes. Out do you it. have Brilliant. that friend as well that you you always like love what she wears, yeah. and you're yeah. just like, "Oh, I can't wait to get your clothes." Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. yeah we did definitely. Yeah, in actual fact, all three of my like really close like friends God, that we this do is a this with. I'm not a part of. <laughs> All we used to play this game when we were little called shopping. Yeah. And there oh was my this god! Wow. Girl down the road up. who my sister and I were just in awe in awe of. She had the best clothes ever. Oh, amazing! So we'd get her around, and the game involved us taking all of our clothes off and putting them at different stations around the garden, and then <laughs> you had to run as fast as you could and get to the station, and then put on the thing that you wanted to put on. So, so we it was just ended up supermarket sweep. Each other's clothes. Yeah. That's amazing. So it's just like a really sneaky way of stealing her clothes. Basically, you gave them back, though, right? She had, well, yeah, reluctantly. Okay. She <laughs> had like these sparkly tutus and sequin tops, and yeah. She was like super extra. Yeah. Oh my god. Is that a saying? <laughs> She's super extra. Extra is. Oh my god, Mike. No. You can't what? I've not heard of extra as being like no. the way that you refer to people. What is this new? No. No, no, it's, it's not. not a thi- no, no, it's well. It was also never a thing. It is Someone a thing. is extra. Look it up. No, Seriously. I'm not looking it up. I'm we not say it. We say it ironically. Of in course, my group you of do. Friends, but yeah, it is a thing. Right. It okay. Thing. I have to take your word from that. I just yeah. think of chewing gum. No, no, it has more than one mm. 
more than one meaning. Okay, fair enough. Um, so what's the what's the topic for this week? Um, so I'll, I'll give you a bit of backstory as to how I came on to this this right. topic for this week. Um, a few weeks ago, I was watching a documentary about. Well, it was supposedly on the dark web, and we all know that I've got a little bit of a fascination with that. We do, all of us. It wasn't about the dark web, although it was called the dark web. Right. And it was basically just about the dodgy side of the, the regular internet. Okay. And this um, this or this one particular episode was on vigilantes. And um, it reminded me of an internet hole that I'd fallen down a few years ago. Yep. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Morgan Ingram at all. Nope, don't recognise the name. So to give you a bit of backstory, um, Morgan Ingram was a um, a girl, I think she was around the age of um, 19, 20. Yep. Back in 2011, she was supposedly stalked for a few months. Where are then, we? Where is this? Uh, in America. Okay. She was supposedly stalked for a few months and then one morning she was found dead from an overdose. Jeez. Now, obviously, f- official coroner's w- w- uh, ruling, I think, was a suicide, um, but her mum started a whole, whole blog, and, you know, it's still available, um, really saying that she she thought that her daughter had been murdered by, by whoever was stalking her. Mm-hmm. And on this blog, uh, it's called morganingram.com, if anyone wants to read it. It's it's literally just like almost diary entries of the the different stalking incidents and when they happened by her by her by the mum oh okay um just kind of detailing the stalking and then you know obviously when she was found dead now the mum I don't know how she came across this but actually named someone as being the person that she thought had killed her daughter right. uh, I can't remember what evidence it was based on, but basically this guy that she had accused had, had appeared on this program mm-hmm. saying, you know, it's ruined my life. These accusations, oh, wow. you know, I can't escape it. Yeah, yeah. Everyone thinks that I murdered this, this girl and I didn't, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but definitely worth a read as say Morgan Ingram dot com. Mm. Everything's on there. Um, it's, it's entirely written by her mum. So it got me to, kind of thinking along the lines of you know vigilante justice and is it okay to kind of name people? so was that the end of the story that's where so nothing has come of it since then he's no. just his life has kind of just become in disrepair well yeah basically okay um so so yeah he's kind of going on doing his thing but obviously he's been accused of murdering this girl yeah um, did the police know about the stalking before her death or did that yeah. only come to light after her so the the stalking incidents, if my memory serves me well, uh, were mainly people tapping on her bedroom window at night mm. and things like that. They did have CCTV footage, and there was someone seen on the CCTV footage. But it's potato quality CCTV. No, it's like it's like a person, but you can't like really like make out a face or anything. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, okay. it's very like ambiguous as as good as cctv kind of generally tends to be basically yeah for sure so like the the police were called in the the incidences leading up to her death um but it was an overdose and it was you know i think the the, the coroner officially ruled that it was a suicide and right you know had her mum not st- started this blog then that's what it would have been left yeah at. that's where it would have been left you know that would have been the you know the given version of events okay um but as i say her mum has accused this specific guy it's ruined his life yeah 
So today I'm reading the news and I come across two stories that kind of echo this, I guess, in some ways. The first, um, it actually happened in Wales. Okay. Um, in actual fact, very, very recently, I think. Um, there was a guy who, who murdered a toddler 33 years ago. And he was then released. Mm-hmm. And he moved to Wales. His name was David Gort. He was 54 years old. Yep. He moved to Wales, uh, got a little flat, um, had the neighbours around, I guess, at some point, was talking to the neighbours and had kind of bragged that he'd just come out of serving 33 years in jail. So now, that's a way to make a first impression, I guess? Yeah. So the neighbours obviously clocked his middle name from some of the posts at his flat, yeah. googled his name, found out his crimes, because he'd originally said that he'd, he'd shot a soldier. Right, okay. Which obviously was not the case. Why would you even why would you even bring up what you've done to get out to, when you're out of prison? Right, I know it's crazy. Why, what kind of impression are you trying to like you'd have thought it'd be a fresh start. Yeah. Rather than trying to wear it as a badge of honour. Anyway, for whatever reason this guy was, you know, bragging about yeah. it for all intents and purposes. So they googled his name, found out the true reason that he was put in jail. Yeah. And they murdered him. So Another case of, of vigilante justice right there. Wow. wow, okay. So the third story that came up today yep. as well. Um, you know these um these kind of uh vigilante uh paedophile hunter groups? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well there's one called Soul Survivors, um, who accosted a guy called Nigel Sherat, I think it was on Friday. Um oh, wow, accusing okay, recent. him of grooming a girl aged fourteen. Yep. Uh, that guy then killed himself Gee. 48 hours later. Okay. So it was put all over Facebook. You know, like they do, they they record the kind yep. of like sting operation, I guess. And yep. then they put it on Facebook with the name and everything else and all the messages. So they did that and the guy literally killed himself 40, 48 hours later. And Had mm, he done it? And nothing's um, yet. Has anything he been proven? He had sent messages to this girl. Okay. You know, well, obviously it wasn't a girl. It was them pretending to be a girl. But yeah, he had sent those messages right there's a lot of people obviously saying that that's entrapment well, i don't know like yeah. how how do you guys feel about the whole kind of vigilante justice thing well uh, a lot of stuff gets trialed in the court of public outrage yeah for sure and it, it seemed like uh guilty before proven innocent sort of thing yeah like, like they'll just just go after them straight uh, an impulse thing Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me a lot of uh, on a different end of the spectrum. But did you ever read John Ronson's "So You've Been Publicly Shamed"? No, I've read another one of his books, okay. um, but I've not read that one. So it's, it discusses a similar thing: um, publicly shaming people. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the first examples he gives is a case of a girl called Justine Sacco. Right. She got on a flight from the US heading to Africa. And joked about how she wouldn't catch AIDS because she was a white person. Funny or not? Debatable. Mm, yeah. Kind I'm of irrelevant. Very misinformed. Kind of say. irrelevant, but <laughs> some people took offence to this. Yeah. And in the space of whatever the flight was, she'd gone from having a job to being fired and the internet going crazier. Oh to my the point God. where I th- there were people waiting at the airport when she landed in Africa. Because uh, she'd, she'd missed all this. this was, I think it was about three or four years ago. Oh my God. Yeah, so wow. completely oblivious to the shitstorm she'd just started. People had thrown up their arms and 
were not happy about it. Can you literally imagine that? So, you know, you're, you're tired, you're jet lagged, you feel like shit, you just got off a plane, you're like, fuck, I need a shower. Yeah, you're normally just waiting <laughs> to try and find your bag. <laughs> right? That's a, so that's she basically idea, just said something really stupid. I feel really yeah. sorry for her because she didn't actually commit a crime and her whole no. life is ruined. But with the murderer guy, it's like, this guy does not deserve to walk out of prison. He yeah. murdered a toddler. And although these people probably shouldn't have taken the law into their own hands, I kind of think... It's like they did something that everyone would want to do, but yeah. might be too scared and it's, they didn't. It's hard because, you know, in the eyes of the law, the guy served his 33 years. And, you yeah, know, true. In, in theory, he's he's done his time. Um, I don't think you can ever do your time. Like, you've taken well, someone's d- life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That, you know, so what's a specific kind of sicko that What's happened kids. to yeah. those two people? Or those people who murdered that guy? Uh, I don't know yet. I think they're still kind of investigating it. Okay. Um, certainly, I don't think any action has been taken in the uh, suicide. Okay. Um, with the, the that's probably justice too group. fresh. I don't. I don't know how you. How do you tackle that? Is it because you? Was you have to wonder if he if he killed himself because of because people had found out the truth and he was just ashamed. Yeah. Or it is directly, you know, the abuse he must have got if it was not true mm. could have could have driven him to the brink. I mean that's that's the problem, isn't it? It's 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 doesn't matter really either way whether or not you're guilty or innocent. The moment that your name's associated with something like that Yeah. That's it. The oh yeah, there's no there's no coming back from that. No, for sure. But the thing that really bothers me about in particular about the the paedophile um justice you know this 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 guy killing himself the thing that really bothers me about it is kind of more the culture today where everything has to be aired in public yeah so there was no need to put his details on facebook there was no need to put the video on facebook there was a need oh, to they put the video of the, him like of when the they stick. when they face him yeah okay. yeah they put all of that on facebook yeah. with his name so it's almost it's not done for the right reasons it's just kind of like look at me look how great i am i've i've you know, ensnared this pedophile. Yeah, there could there could be an element of that for sure. But you know, there's no need for that to happen, or no. at least not until that person is found guilty. Yeah. How old was he, and how old was the girl that he was screaming? So he was 54, I believe, oh. and uh, okay. the guy, or sorry, the girl that he was messaging, well, in theory, Pretending messaging to, yeah. was 14. So she was definitely, you know, it's definitely not right. That's not what I'm yeah. saying. But no. what I'm saying is that. The, the group should have cooperated with the police. They should have passed all the evidence Well, that's, that's always the debate about these, these uh, groups, isn't it? Because on one hand, they, there's definitely been plenty of cases where they've stung a person. They've done exactly that, mm-hmm. handed that information over, and then that has led to arrests and prosecutions. Yeah. <laughs> Other times, it's led to nothing. Yeah. Because, because there may have been insufficient evidence or whatever. And then, obviously, on this one, you've, you've had that, that outcome where he's, he's killed himself. Like is is that collateral damage in a otherwise noble quest by these people? I don't know because I I feel like the right thing to do would just be to chuck everything over to the police and let them deal with it. Yeah. Let him face trial. Let him get you know properly arrested and charged. Yeah. Don't throw all the evidence out to you know the 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 world of Facebook and let everyone know their their personal details yeah. and you know have them you know kind of yeah. attacked or subjected to 
ridicule and public shaming. I'm, I don't think that that's fitting because that person has not yet been found guilty. No. And there is the whole kind of innocent until proven guilty notion that, that should preside but doesn't. It should when, do, yeah, yeah. When things are thrown out into such no, a public we, forum. No, we, we definitely lost the idea of due process. Yeah, definitely. Uh, with with extreme things like that and, but, you know, less extreme uh occasions that have happened online someone said some things have been dragged up from the past that they've said and then everyone's jumped on them and people lose their jobs and all sorts of things yeah there's been a this lot this very podcast it could be a vessel for that yeah yeah it could <laughs> that's but the kind of the you thing put out into the public space can be that's yeah. the, the thing you know it, you you don't know who you're offending or upsetting or you know what's going to be taken in the wrong way yeah it's always a bit of a risk, and I feel like that's massively overlooked by a lot of people when they're using mm. the internet. People you have just to be think, careful oh. with everything you say nowadays." Yeah, you do. You can't just you can't just chuck something up on the internet and think, "Oh, if I delete that post, then that's the end of it." Oh yeah, nothing. Yeah. The, uh, it always lives forever. Yeah, that's what they say. You yeah. know, once it's out there, it's out there forever. So yeah, true. Got to be careful. And it's scary. Like, who can get hold of it? Who yeah. Can look at this stuff. Absolutely. Like you, you just don't know you know, for who's out there or who's reading it. That's the thing, unless your account's set to private. and Yeah, yeah and even then, you know, all it takes is someone who but gains your trust. It. Like, yeah. I have, my Facebook account is set to private, um, and I had to remove a picture from there before. It wasn't, it wasn't a bad picture, it's just because I used to do pole fitness classes. Yeah. Um, and I just had some pictures up on there of some of the classes. And somehow, my head teacher found out Oh, I had no. it on there, and she brought me into her office, and I had to remove the photos. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know how she had found out because my account was completely private. Yeah, that's so but strange. Somehow she had seen these pictures. It's. I think it's going to be a big problem for like political candidates in the future. Yeah, definitely. Although saying that, we we said last week about Donald Trump, he he had things brought up all over I the place because he had had such a. a career in tv in so many ways and have been on it in many many years that i don't know it kind of just got washed over the so guy's fucking teflon yeah I but maybe maybe if don't understand does it how. does it flip to being at the at now maybe maybe not so much but definitely to start with the internet if your private stuff was out there it was a big deal if m- everyone's private stuff is out there it's not a big deal anymore because yeah. it's normal I guess so, but the thing is, is uh, as you say, I think that political candidates in the future, you're right, they'll mm. definitely struggle. There's going to be a lot of people standing behind a podium defending Facebook posts from 2010. Because yeah. we grew up, we grew up at the time where the internet was just becoming like a prominent thing. But yeah. the first social media platform that I remember using was MySpace, and that wasn't until like 2005, 2006. Yeah. Or get, does time. MSN count as a Not social? Really. I guess that's more like. It's that's just messaging, like pro- isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah, that's a private Bebo? kind of Did you have a Bebo? I didn't have no. a Bebo, no. Neither I was, did I. I, was just, I was aware it was a thing. So AOL Instant Messenger? No, that's no I, was, I was on mes- oh, MSN Messenger and MySpace. Those were my two kind of like maiden voyages, I guess, into the world of uh, social MSN, media. It was, a, it was a simpler time. I know, it was a simpler time. <laughs> oh, Apparently man. employers look through your Facebook profiles now to see yeah. yeah, Facebook, Twitter, I whatever. Anything to hide. I just kind of put everything on lock. I say that, but my Instagram account isn't private. I don't. No, you there. get messages from people. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, 
Um, but yeah, like getting back to it, I, th- I think that we were the last generation that kind of grew up with um, without kind of the whole internet thing. I don't have baby our... pictures and pictures throughout my childhood online because yeah, that sure. it but wasn't the, on the a digital camera that you could just upload have that a stuff photograph to. Photograph album. Yeah, yeah, it's somewhere. <laughs> but the like generations... the browning photographs yeah. fading. <laughs> from retro. Age. But the generations today, they've literally grown up with having access to the internet and social media from a very, very young age. Everyone yeah. does and says stupid shit at a young age. Definitely. So this stuff yes. is really going to uh, come back to so the It's so good that we can... My niece is one and she knows how to use an iPad. That's really? Nuts. Ridiculous. That's yeah. crazy. My five-year-old nephew is better at technology than I am. I, I mean, that's, that's exactly to be fair, that's pretty standard of any, <laughs> any age. He is. is like a whiz with on a computer and he's five. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. That yeah. is absolutely nuts. All like, the technology you could operate has like just died away like you yeah. could you could do a vcr and that doesn't even exist anymore yeah. yeah the kids in the future of, or you know this generation future will kids. be like what is a vcr yeah yeah that's the crazy thing about it is how like fast the technology is developing well the, it's yeah. it's quite well, i don't know how likely it's definitely fairly possible that kids born now or within the previous couple of years like will never drive a car potentially you reckon Potentially, it's you really it's think potential. That we're on the, the brink of self-driving cars. It's it, it, if the technology technology ramps up exponentially. If you compare like ten years ago is the first iPhone. Yeah. You think yeah. about the landscape of the world before that. Yeah. Whether you can directly apply the same th- the same thinking to a completely different market that has definitely large obstacles to to overcome. Yeah. But the the rapid pace of change is phenomenal. When it starts to kick up, yeah, yeah, it's going to go from. It's kind of sad that everything is being replaced, like books and music. It's all just going to be online. Mm. Mm. Like, that's nobody's going to have books or but physical CD albums anymore. No, I've yeah, I haven't bought a CD in ages. I think you know we we've spoken about this recently in in recent episodes with the internet kind of you know, consuming everything and becoming the way you or the place and the way that we socialise. Yeah. As opposed to kind of face to face interactions. The problem is, as I say, you know, with the you know, the whole kind of vigilante movement and everything like that is if it's wrong and that is the predominant way in which we're socialising and that is then tied to somebody um, you know, with absolutely no basis or, or no evidence. Yeah. Then that's on their record forever because, as you say, if if something's out there, there could the, be severe consequences ether. for just a large congregation of people getting behind misinformation. Yeah, for sure. And this guy, um, who was the suspect in the Morgan Ingram case, yeah, as I say, he he said that his life had been absolutely torn apart by these accusations. Um, the other thing that was mentioned in the uh, documentary that I watched was this woman who had kind of taken it upon herself to start kind of like a counter website. Right. Saying is this the girl's mother? Uh, no, this, no was, this was someone who's this was trying kind of to counter like, her blog. Yeah, so she was, she took, I think she investigated like missing persons cases and things like that. Yeah. But she took it upon herself to kind of set up a counter blog to the one that Morgan Ingram's mum had started to say there's absolutely no evidence that this guy has been in any way involved in this case whatsoever and that this is nothing more than a suicide. Well, uh, it goes the other way as well, doesn't it? Um, 
thinking about uh, making a murder. Yeah. Where people watched that documentary and there was a huge swell of support for these two guys essentially accusing the, uh, was it Wisconsin? I think it was police department. Yeah, I think it was, of, yeah. You know, just arresting, framing these people. Just because just they watch a documentary. Mm. Ignoring, you know, the realities of the situation. That, that, but people, there was enough of, enough of a zeitgeist around that show that it put severe pressure on uh, that police department. Yeah. And I, I believe, like, like things have, are re- have been retrialed and that sort of stuff, which, you know, could could prove to be uh, to be the, the right thing to do. Yeah, but for sure. It's it's not always going to be the case if, if that is indeed the case. There's not all, you know, there's not just safety in numbers, there's power in numbers. Yes, so if you get yes. enough people behind your cause, and the internet is obviously the, the, the best place to start, you know, rallying support for your cause. Yeah. Once you've got enough people behind you, then the world is your oyster. Really, you can mm. achieve what you want to achieve. But well, um, what's there was that model, a model in bird commas, uh, who was Instagram model? Yeah, who yeah. was um kidnapped in oh god, Italy, yeah, was it? Yeah, definitely. And I've definitely heard about this. And like, what's her name? Like Chloe Ailing? Was it something? Chloe I think it is Chloe something. Yeah, and she was freed, but. There was parts of her story about her like having to go shopping with the kidnapper, and then he gave her. I'm not. The story was a bit a bit fishy, but people just immediately assumed because there was because there were elements of the story that you could imagine being in a film mm. that would prove it to be a, a false affair. That people were like, "Yeah, it's not real. Didn't happen. No, it happened." I don't know. I I read that. It's just her her ploy for attention. People very quick to judge aren't they yeah, yeah. for sure and I, i'm not quite sure persuaded. what the outcome of that was but i mean i think that the guy actually went on trial i don't know right. whether or not he's actually been kind of like found guilty or whether the case or you know the court date is pending but he was arrested yeah yeah i remember that when did this happen uh, i think it was last year was it yeah late last year yeah um i've read the the story with that so she was booked for a model shoot in in venice or somewhere like yeah. that um, when she arrived at the house, she was allegedly uh, injected with a drug. Not a drug. What what drug was it in I particular? Got no idea. I don't know. Yeah, so the she drug. was she was injected with a drug, and she was unconscious, and then she woke up, and she was she was basically told that she was being sold well, on the black market. She had a suitcase market. at some point. The human trafficking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that is a very a scary thing. Yeah. It's a horrible thing if it's true, but there were certain elements of the story that were kind questionable. Of, they were questionable and. You but know, because there were those certain elements, people were adamant, and I, I'm basing my experience on the Daily Mail comments at the time. Uh, oh, they were oh, adamant that it was... Always a great it was place bo- to yeah. get your facts, yeah. Mike. <laughs> the Daily Mail comments Yeah, I, I, my, my argument or conversation is kind of falling apart <laughs> just by mentioning <laughs> yeah. it. Um, Instant loss of credibility. But they, they, they were just adamant that it was all lies. I mean, to be honest with you... I don't think it was necessarily just the holes in the story, or not even holes, but the things that just kind of didn't add up. Yeah. It was the fact that when... I think that most people, had they been through something like that, would have then shied away from the public eye when they returned yeah. home. But she was going on talk shows and things like that. Yeah. And the, just kind of like her general reaction to the whole thing was just a little bit off, yeah. I guess, yeah. in terms of what most people would do. Yeah, you know, it might be that that was just her way of coping and you know all of this stuff actually happened but when you look at the 
the inconsistencies or you know the strange things that happened along the way like her going shoe shopping with the guy etc mm. um is that before or after she was drugged uh after so i think she'd been kidnapped for about a week by this point yeah so they ki- they only drugged her to kidnap her and then she was held in this cottage i believe okay um how did she escape I think, I think that he gave her up, didn't he? He did. So she told them, or they found out that she had a child, and apparently one of their their kind of clauses is that they won't kidnap anyone with a child. So you know, even the very immoral have their limits. Apparently, apparently. so. Um, and so they gave her up and apologized and said, you know, this never would have happened had we known you had a child. But if you tell anyone, then we're going to kill you. And then she comes home and goes on every talk show. And so it was just all a bit, it was a strange reaction mm. to something that was clearly a very traumatic experience. So I can see why people were maybe a little bit Yeah, they ju- jumped the gun on it, potentially. Yeah, mm. yeah, for sure. But, you know, going back to, to what you were saying about, you know, comments, the, the thing is, is with anything like that, it kind of snowballs, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, if people start reading comment, other people's comments on specific cases or things like that, they start forming biased opinions, and then suddenly, you know, everyone's on a, a certain side or everyone's kind of backing one thing yeah. as opposed to the other. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it can quickly run out, run out of control. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, people hang, hanging on to, especially if people take like parts of sentences and. Quotes can absolutely just decimate someone if there's no context yeah. surrounding it. People can really latch onto that. And it's Chinese whispers as well a lot of yeah, the time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's a lot of that. You know, things get misconstrued the longer that they're around. Yeah. And they get twisted. And yeah. as you say, if there's no context, then it's very easy for things Context to is the big... Th- it's really important. Yeah. It's really important. Definitely. Whether, the, whether people's comments are appropriate or not is a, is a different matter. But the context surrounding people's comments is is huge yeah definitely makes all the difference ah. well, that was uplifting yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm uh i'm gonna i'm gonna rein this podcast in i'm gonna be the law and uh yeah and, okay uh, call, call an end to it to be honest with you like after the the headache again that we had setting up tonight yes. i think that we've done well to get well we had far, to do so. had to get three mics working well uh, hopefully this has worked we'll, i'll find out Otherwise, I'll, you'll, you'll get a text later being like, ah! Oh, no. And we'll yeah, have to we, re-record this whole we've thing. We've wasted this entire evening. Hopefully, I didn't just blow my head, headphones out with that. Um, <laughs> okay, well, well, thanks thanks for the podcast, uh, Sarah. Thanks for joining us, Joe. Thanks, Joe. That's all right. Good, that's all right. It was a, a pleasure. Uh, I guess we'll see you next week for a, a new topic entirely. Something more uplifting. Yes, we'll try to be more uplifting, not because so analytical. Obviously, that's been the theme of your yeah, we have had ve- how dare you. Right, join us for the sunniest, happiest, uplifting podcast possible next week. Bye.